0: Can you? Yeah, because I know about you two. We good, David? Praise God. We're going to roll. All right, we are going to go through a bunch of scriptures tonight, which I'm really excited to get into. But before we get into the scriptures that come around the Holy Spirit, which what we're, that's what we're going to consider the next three weeks is just a study of who he is. And you guys understand that the Holy Spirit is part of the Godhead, right he is part of the trinity he is god he's just not a force and that's a bummer because sometimes we bump into christians that don't have good understanding of what the bible teaches people who say they're christian and they don't have any idea of what relationship with the holy spirit looks like because right now where is god the father in heaven and his sons where at his right hand so the holy spirit and we're going to look at that tonight because again what does the bible say concerning who the holy spirit who god is we want to get that right Um, how many of you guys would say just in recent years you've come into a better greater understanding of who god is in relationship to his spirit yeah Um, and that is something that uh, is such a blessing for us who do believe just to be able to walk with him and to yield to him uh, and that's one of our desires as we gather together uh, to study his word tonight we want to allow him to speak to us so before we jump in why don't we pray and then we're going to take a look real quick at a short uh, account of second kings four so heavenly father we're thankful for this time tonight it's good just to be with these brothers and sisters it's good to take time out and to look to you into your word which You, Jesus said, is spirit and truth. And as we read in the book of Revelation, Lord, just those letters that you had sent to the seven different churches, Lord, you had a desire that they would have ears to hear what the Spirit would say to the church, and that would be our prayer. God, we want to be able to receive, to have understanding. So would you grant us uh, just wisdom and clarity um, to to the study of who you are so we ask that you would come and have your way amen all right let's open up to second kings chapter four we're going to be introduced to a man by the name of elijah Uh, as you guys are turning there i'm going to have shalom come up here she's going to pass out a sheet for you guys she sat down with me the other morning for quite a while and we had a bible study together on the Holy Spirit, and she wrote all these down for you guys, so you would be blessed to have them. So she's going to hand those out. They're the references we're going to go through now, you guys. I want to get through all of these tonight, but there's a good chance because I know me, and I want to also allow some Q&A. So if you guys have questions or comments as we're going through, uh, just speak up. Uh, We'll get into that. Uh, but we're going to cover a lot of ground tonight. and I do have uh, a good idea of where we're going to go over the next two weeks, but this might end up being a fourth Tuesday or a fifth Tuesday, all depending on what the Lord's wanting to do here. But this out of second Kings chapter four, um, we see in the scriptures that the oil, there's there's different pictures were're given in oil often, Uh, is a picture of the Holy Spirit in the scriptures, okay? I just want to share this because this is something that really ministered to me in my personal time today, and I'm just like, wow, this is pretty cool, Lord, in light of where we're going tonight, studying a bunch of verses about the Holy Spirit. So let's take a look here. This is Elijah. This is the guy who took over for Elijah. It tells us a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried to Elijah, saying, your servant, your servant, Uh, My husband is dead, and you know that your servant feared the Lord, and the creditor is coming to take my two sons as slaves. So Elijah said to her, what shall I do for you? What would you guys say to a prophet, to a man of God? Pray for me, right? They're coming. That's what I have a lot of people ask me. What can I do for you? Pray. Isn't that what we say? But what does she say? She gets pretty real here. She says, <clears throat> "He says, tell me, what do you have in your house? And she said, your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. And then he said, go. Borrow vessels, okay? Or get as many vessels as you can from everywhere, from all your neighbors. Empty vessels. And do not gather just a few. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons, then pour it into those or all the vessels and set aside the full ones. So she went from him, shut the door behind her and her sons, who brought the vessels to her, and she poured it out. Now it came to pass that the vessels were full, and she said to her son, bring me another vessel. He said to her, there is not another vessel. So the oil ceased. And then she came and told the man of God. And he said, go sell the oil, pay your debt, you and your sons, you live on the rest. And I do believe as the believers of God, we've been given much. We have this spiritual inheritance as God's kids and a lot of us we feel like we're just getting by but jesus come to give us abundant life and he's looking for those west vessels that are empty and are being like just willing surrendered hey fill me up lord to a point of what to overflow okay go get all the jars i mean they were out <laughs> okay and I, I want us to have a heart as we get into this study to be open to god What would you want to do? What does your spirit want to do? Because doesn't he fill us? Okay. Torrents of living water that will come out of you. I don't know about you guys, but I want to have an overflow. I don't want to grieve him. I want to be yielded in such a way that it can overflow. And what we're going to do is take a look at Scripture because we all have ideas about the Holy Spirit. There's a lot of false teaching. There are many books I've read that are just off scripturally when it comes to God's Spirit. A lot of people have ideas that he's a force out there. No, he's actually a person who wants relationship with his kids. He is God. And I want us to be in a place that we're able to receive the word that there would be overflow. And did you guys catch what this widow did? She shut the door. I think we need to do that because there's a lot of voices out there that say, "Ah, that can't happen. God can't do that. We need to shut the door and not allow those voices to be speaking to us. God speaks something. You go and do it. Shut the door. Who cares what anybody else thinks? The word of God has come to me. He's told me to do this. I'm going to shut out all the noise, and I'm going to do exactly what he says. And my prayer is that we're not going to gain a whole bunch of you know, knowledge you know, about the Bible and what it says about the Holy Spirit, but we'd actually apply this and say yes, that we would be that willing vessel of honor saying, God, here I am. Fill me up to overflowing. It's not just about me. And I don't know about you guys, but as a believer in Christ, it is awesome to be filled up in the Lord but don't we want to be gushing all over the place that we're spilling out on others? I want other people to know Jesus. Don't you guys? He's the greatest thing we have. Nothing better. We want to share him. So, Shalom, did you get those passed out to everybody? Anybody need a sheet? All right, way in the back there. Michelle needs one. Awesome. It's so cool that so many of you guys came out. Yeah, I love when we get into the scriptures. And we're going to start tonight in... Uh, John chapter 16, and I would encourage you guys maybe over the next week, take some time reading chapters 14, 15, and 16 together. But we're going to look through close to 100 verses tonight, Lord willing, on the Holy Spirit. Um, And this is one that you've heard me share many times from the pulpit here at Freedom, It's where Jesus is speaking here and he says, and when he has come, now this he is capitalized as we see when it's speaking about Jesus in the scripture because, again, the Holy Spirit is God. He, and this is referring to the Holy Spirit, it's not speaking about Jesus or God the Father here. It's speaking about the Spirit of God. When he comes, what is he going to do? It says he will convict the the world or convince them of truth. And also it's going to come and convict the world of their sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. That's verse eight. Okay, yeah, that's verse 8. And also of sin, because they do not believe in me. And of righteousness, because I go to the Father, and you see me no more. And of judgment, because the ruler of this world has judge so when he comes to convict the world of sin and of righteousness who's the only one who is right Jesus and that's one thing I want you guys to catch as we go through this study the Holy Spirit is always going to point us to Jesus that's what he does it's not himself okay a lot of people get really caught up into the Holy Spirit and it's one of those things when I hear people talking that type of language it's not that we want to ignore him we definitely want to acknowledge him but if it's all about him and it's never being directed back to Jesus, whoa, is that biblical? Is that what the Spirit does according to God's word? No, He always points us to Jesus. So, um, verse eight here. Let's go all over to John chapter three together. Um, got on the phone this afternoon with Pastor Seth, and he just taught through this, and he had some questions because there's some things he's read a bunch of commentaries. We're looking into, hey, John 3, this is Nicodemus saying, you must be born again, Mr. Religious Dude of the Spirit, right? And we were working through some of that stuff and talking about that. And it's one of these things that is so neat when we come to the reality of what the Spirit's going to do. He comes and he convicts the world as we just read. He's doing that. No one gets to stand before God and say someday, well, I had no idea that you were there and I was responsible to something. No, he convicts the world. That's everybody, okay? I've heard people who've come to faith in Christ because they were convicted by the Spirit of God, not because somebody came and shared with them, not because they got a hold of a Bible and got to read for themselves. It was the Spirit of the living God bringing a conviction to them, saying they were not right, that they needed him pretty cool huh so what do we see here with this religious guy and again did nicodemus come seeking to know about being born again of the spirit no he was just a religious dude we got some problems here is uh this jesus and we we see what you're doing we know that you must be from god okay and i love this let's read in verse 1 there was a man of the pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. And this man came to Jesus by night, and he said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God. No one can do the signs they do unless God is with him. And catch this in verse 3. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Don't you love how Jesus interrupts? That's not what Nicodemus was talking about. That's not the questions he had. But Jesus just real up front with him. Dude, you need to be born again. In check verse 4, Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born again when he's old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb? And to be born, and Jesus answered, most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of water, And of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said that you must be born again. So my question is, as the Holy Spirit convicts all people, have you responded to that conviction? Have you said yes to God? Have you been born again of the Spirit? That's the only thing that matters i was just talking before i had a cousin just passed away a few days ago is he born again great he has to see a chaplain a couple days before he passed did he actually receive was he converted was he born again or not now we have a lot of people here are you born again or do you just go to church because that's what you're supposed to do it's the good thing And some people, they are convicted from God, but they're never converted. There's no regeneration that has ever taken place. They are still flesh. They are not born of the Spirit. You must be born again. Well, how does that happen? Well, you guys have heard the gospel often here. It's by faith. You receive by faith. And that's the same thing as we get into the study of the Holy Spirit. There are things that the Spirit of God wants to do in and through a believer, but that also is a faith thing, isn't it? Yes. So let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. I so enjoy this chapter. It may be my favorite chapter. Well, it's Romans 8, which is all about the spirit of God too. We'll get there in a little bit. But this is pretty good. Look at verse 17 with me. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, so a person who has been born again of the Spirit is in Christ. They have the Holy Spirit in them. And it says, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. And that's what happens when you're born again of the Spirit of God. And how many guys can testify when you put your faith in Christ and you were born again? Things kind of radically changed. You're seeing things in a whole new light, okay? It's just like I thought, and there are a lot of people, oh, I thought I was a Christian, (laughs) and then I got saved, and the lights really came on. I have relationship with God. The Holy Spirit is at work in my life. I have a conviction, and I don't know about you guys, but when you're born again, you like when the Holy Spirit convicts you. A lot of people were going through the Ten Commandments on Sunday morning. I had a lot of feedback. Great study. Why? Because I think the children of God, we know whom the Lord loves, he chastens. We like to be corrected. We want to be spanked because you're my dad. You know best, and we receive that. Do we like it? No. But we're glad because we know it's coming from a place of a loving father that we have relationship. We're born again of the Spirit. We're His. We're a new creation. We know those old things are not to be the things anymore. There's new for us. And we have a loving Father that's willing to correct us and say, son, daughter, let's step into the newness of life. I have so much more for you. All right, let's go back to John chapter 14 this time. John 14, 6. For you guys who are tuning in online Lord willing, I'll post all the verses we're going through uh, a little bit later. John 14. We'll take a look at verse 16. Now, Jesus here is going to promise another helper. And who is the helper, guys? The Holy Spirit, check out what he says in verse 16. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another. Now, if you guys are into Greek and you love studying scripture and you dig in, this Greek word here for another is the same kind, paracletus. He will come. He will comfort. It's the one who is called to come alongside us. That's what the Holy Spirit does. And I love that they use the word helper. I will give you another helper, another kind, just like me, Jesus is saying. He's going to come alongside you. He will be a helper that he may abide with you for how long, guys? Forever. Hmm. Can a person lose their salvation? I know that's not about the Holy Spirit, but it kind of is, isn't it? Have we been sealed by the Holy Spirit or not? Hmm. If God says his spirit is with us and will abide with us for, well, unless you start doubting or you walk away. Is that what the Bible says? No. Oh. A lot of people ask me, can a, you know, can a Christian lose their salvation? Can they walk away from the Lord? Personally, I'm convicted if someone can really walk away from the Lord, they, I don't think they ever knew him. Okay, because, again, the Holy Spirit spanks your butt. can't do it. Yeah, we can rebel. You know, we we can fall, trip, stumble, make a mess of things in our flesh. But let me tell you what, guys. If I just said, forget you, God, I'm done serving you. I'm done serving your people. I'm out. It's too hard. I want to do my own thing. This is just too much, and I just went and just fleshed out. Okay, I I can never deny that Jesus is the Son of God, the Savior. I know him. I'm born again in the Spirit. You guys know what I'm talking about? I know I could rebel, but I could never not believe all I would be in that situation is a very rebellious son. Doesn't mean he's no longer my father. Does that make sense? Sorry, that's totally sidetracked. But the point here, when it comes to the Holy Spirit, he's going to be a helper. No matter what we go through. You guys may go through some really dark days in this life. Guess what? You have the Holy Spirit as a helper with you. No matter how hard things get. I don't know about you guys, but my foremost prayer in life is help. God help. Help. And how does he do that? Through his helper, the Holy Spirit, the Paracletus. So let's jump over to chapter 15. Here in John, look down with me to verse 26. All right, if I get off track according to the sheets that Shalom printed up for you guys, let me know, okay? Because I don't have a sheet up here. (laughs) Um, uh, It says here in verse 26, but when the Helper, again, that would be the Holy Spirit, comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he's going to do what? Make you rich? Well, he's going to testify. Oh, cool. Can I get a testimony? Well, what's he going to testify of? Jesus. Isn't that so cool? The Holy Spirit always points us to Jesus. That's what he does. And that's why I tell you guys all the time, what's our job? We're to go make disciples. We're to be salt and light in this world. What is our job? If we're really walking in the Spirit, we're going to be doing the same thing the Spirit's doing, right? Jesus. Fix your eyes upon Jesus. Look upon Him. He alone can save. He is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. It is Him. And that's why when we have spiritual brothers and sisters who are in the Holy Spirit and are led by the Spirit of God and they get caught up into this and it becomes about that thing, or as on Sunday, we're going to talk about speaking in tongues, the stuff. That's not the Holy Spirit leading because the Holy Spirit is always going to point us to Jesus. There's a place for things, but we can't say that, hey, this is the Holy Spirit if it's pointing to anything or anyone else but Christ himself. Amen? Yes. Well, what does John 1-1 say? Ah, so... Jesus is the word. So the question is, would the Holy Spirit point us to his word? Yeah, and we're going to get there in a moment because this word is actually spirit also. We'll get to that verse in a little bit. Let's jump over to chapter uh, 16. Jump down to verse 13 here. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. And he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever He hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. Isn't that kind of cool? Have you guys ever noticed that when a a, a person comes to Christ, they put their faith in him, they're born again, they start caring about what's to come. Is Jesus really coming back? Yeah. He's really going to come and set up his kingdom and fix this mess we're in? that makes sense. I'm told to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Yeah. I don't know why that happens, but that's what I see in believers who are walking with the Lord. It's just like, oh, I'm excited about Jesus. He's going to come back. He's going to come and set everything right. That's pretty cool. Um, So as we consider this verse here, it's the spirit of truth. He's not going to speak of his own authority. And again, Jesus is the word, what he has declared. And if anybody who is filled with the spirit of God and they have a word from God because they are a prophet of God and they're speaking with the authority of the Lord and it contradicts anything that God has declared, you do not have the spirit of God, buddy. Okay, So let's go to Romans chapter 8. Verse 9. Okay, Romans 8 is like my favorite chapter in the Bible. Now, if you guys recall with me, the first seven chapters in Romans, okay, it talks about the Holy Spirit a whole lot, doesn't it? Not at all. It's like chapter 7, oh, wretched man that I am. I got some flesh issues. I'm not doing well. I'm failing. I'm a mess. Then you get to chapter 8. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who what? Are in Christ Jesus, born again of the Spirit. Who not walk according to the flesh, but according to what? The Spirit. Almost 30 times in chapter 8, the Spirit is spoken of. And the life that we have as believers in the Spirit of God. It is beautiful. Anyways, we're looking at verse 9, right? All right, Romans 8. I'm getting excited. It's good. There we go. Romans 8, 9, it tells us, But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ in him, he is not his. Again, this comes back around that idea of being born again of the Spirit, right? If you're not born again of the Spirit, you're going to hell. You're not born into God's family. You're actually a child of Satan. And that's why Jesus is so upfront when it comes to the gospel. You must be born again. Now, if we're in the Spirit of God, it makes it very clear here that he's going to dwell with us. Again, in the Greek, that word dwell is to be at home with or make home. <laughs> the Holy Spirit's going to come and make his home with us. I don't know about you guys. I was up at midnight last night for a few hours, okay, You pray when you're up in the middle. (laughs) It's like, all right, I'm exhausted. It's been a few long days. I haven't been sleeping. I thought for sure tonight was going to be the one. And you just hang with the Lord. Why? Because he's right there at home with you. Even when you're not feeling well, he is with you. No matter what you face in this life, no matter what you're going through, guess what? God is with you. He's never going to leave you or forsake you. That's why God can make a promise like that because he is literally with us, home. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. This is one of the first scriptures I taught my kids. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. Do you not know that you are the temple of the living God And that the spirit of God dwells in you. Do you not know this, church? That's who he's speaking about here, the church. And if you're born again, you're part of what? The church. You're you're the bride of Christ. That's pretty cool. Do you not know that? So many of us beat ourselves up. We think we need to earn this type of closeness with the God. Because I haven't been to church a while. I haven't been doing my devotions. I haven't been praying. i got to do a few things first to get right with him that we can be together in such a way. That's not how it works, guys. This is who you are in Christ. You are a saint. You are holy. His home is with you, which convicts me a little bit because if Christ is really with me, am I going to take him to that place? Am I going to continue to walk in disobedience, drag him into my junk, into that gossip into that slandering, into that lust. You guys know what I'm saying? And that's why it's so good that we get these scriptures. This is why I'm teaching my kids these things. Hey, the Holy of Holies that we read about in the scriptures, pretty cool there in the temple, right? Guess what? That Holy of Holies, it's in you if you really believe, kid. <laughs> the Holy of Holies, there with you. All right, let's go to chapter 2 now, here in 1 Corinthians, back a page. To verse 12. It says, now we have received not the spirit of the world. Whoa. There's spirits in the world? Is there really? I mean, I see just up the street, there's some bars that say spirits on it. What? Well, there's the spirit of the world. But what does it say? But the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that were freely given to us by God. And next week, the first thing we're going to do together is look at uh, uh, first 14 verses in Ephesians together. And we're going to look at what the Spirit has given to us in Christ. Because a lot of us look at what we don't do, how bad we're failing. Our identity is really wrong because it's in that stuff and it's not in Christ. Because if you are born again, you're in him. Guess what? Your identity is in him. Even if you are messing up. Even if you're feeling this way. Your identity is in Christ. I love it. So we hear and we see things that others don't. That's what the scripture tells me. Okay? That's why we have such a hope we want to share with the world. Like, hey, you need to get saved. You need to start walking with Jesus because he has so much. He is so good. We have this inheritance we have eternal life when we're born again we get that it's just like oh you know even though we're not there yet the reality of it in part we're seeing that we're getting that we know we are spiritually alive and that we get to be with god forever it's pretty cool all right let's go to second corinthians chapter three now verse 18 second corinthians three Verse 18, it says, but we all with unveiled face beholding as a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed. Okay, you guys know that we're literally being changed? We're not to be conformed to the world, right? The world says you need to be this way. You guys know that we are, oh, I'm gonna pause for a second. I was thinking on this this morning. Everybody I know, Unless they're walking with Jesus. Everybody that I know is trying to run with the Joneses. They're trying to fit in and be a certain way to really be conformed. This is what the world says I'm supposed to be like. And if I'm supposed to be like that, I just don't want to be like everybody else. I want to be unique in that. I want to be better Than everybody else in that. And I'm going to have to work harder and I'm going to have to do this to be special. But when you come to know God, you understand that you are special already. Because you've been made in his image, you are his kid. Satan's a good liar, guys. He's telling the world you don't have worth, you're not special. You're not unique. No, you've been created in the image of God. God has a purpose and a plan for your life, and you are loved by the creator of all things. That's pretty special right there. And we think being human, that there needs to be more to it. No, just be who you are. I mean, look around the room for a second. There's a lot of us here. Now, I know all of you probably a little better than y'all know each other but you're all really different. Just be you. Don't try to be them or be that. Just be who God has created you to be. It's the most free and beautiful thing. And when you have the spirit of God, guess what? You can be free to be who you are. This is where I'm in Jesus. I'm just going to be that. I don't have to listen to what the world says. I don't have to do what they're doing. I'm just going to walk with Jesus. Anyways so good so this happens how guys by the spirit of the lord okay from glory to glory god is growing us let's go over to galatians now chapter 5 and if you guys really want to spend some extra time this next week diving in because we've been spending some time in exodus 20 dealing with the law and we know that it's just a tutor to what to point us to christ now the law the word is spirit (laughs) and that's what it does it points us to him but there is a war going on with a lot of people because they want to continue to keep the law and they're legalistic as a result of it and they're at war with the spirit and if you struggle in that way read through the book of Galatians and then reread the book of Galatians because it really addresses that there's freedom in Christ so we're in chapter five what verse am I supposed to be in you guys are awesome. How'd you know that? Thanks, Shalom. All right. It says, say then, walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. True freedom is a key, okay? It is key. Not to it's not suppressing the flesh, guys, but it's surrendering to the spirit. That's legalism. Look what I can do. Look what I don't do. That's all. Woo-hoo, look at me and my flesh. And people like that because it feeds our pride. Look how great I am. Look what I can do. But, man, there's something beautiful about being humble before God, broken before God. (laughs) I'm not the dad I want to be. I'm not the husband I should be. Man, I know I should not be pastoring, doing this or doing that. Guess what? That's what the Lord wants. Why? Because it brings us where? Not to ourselves, our self, our pride. Work harder. Do this. Don't do that. It's a beautiful surrender. God, <laughs> here I am. I'm really nobody. I'm a man of unclean lips. <laughs> Use me. Man, how freeing. Because it's exhausting. I'll be honest with you guys. I don't mind working hard, but it is exhausting and let me tell you what it's when one of those you just give up and you're just like lord (laughs) i just want to be surrendered okay holy spirit you do it and he does he's faithful he gives you peace he gives you the words that you can't come up with yourself he gives you the energy the grace to do whatever he's asking of you it's beautiful i had to speak that to a pastor friend recently i'm like dude you need to repent God said he will build his church. You are killing yourself trying to build this church and do these programs. Give it up. Love Jesus. Be on your knees in prayer and teach his word. Stop teaching your crap. This is what God's people need. Well, I can't do that. If I just taught verse by verse like you do, people would leave the church then we would be in even more financial trouble. Who cares? Who cares? Because if that's what's keeping the people, I don't know if that's God's church. He will add to his church. You guys understand? We just surrender and say, God, it's you. So legalism stinks. Oh, that's why we're in Galatians. Check out Galatians if you struggle with it. All right, jump down to verse uh, 25 here. It says, if we live in the Spirit... Let us also walk in the Spirit, okay? Um, and let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Uh, but do what God says. Because it's very easy to look over, hey, what is he up to? What are they doing? What do they have to say? Sometimes we just need to, again, shut that door. Get rid of all the noise. God, what do you say? And a lot of times it's really, that's it, Lord? that's it you want me to love you and love others wow yeah look down at verse 8 in chapter 6 here for he who sows to the flesh will reap of what The the flesh and it's going to be corruption but he who sows of the spirit will reap of the spirit what everlasting life i mean satan comes to rip us off to steal to kill Jesus has come to give us life and life abundantly, John 10:10. 10, 10. Again, the Holy Spirit's going to what point us to Jesus. That's where life is found, guys. That's why we want to share Him with others. So the law of the harvest is really irrevocable. You guys understand that? What are you sow into? What's well, my career? <laughs> it's keeping up with the Joneses. It's this, it's that talked to a guy at the gym yesterday his life's about going to the gym I'm like poor guy I hate the gym <laughs> that's what he's living for you know? but that's what we're left with right it's like no there's more to life buddy it's good to go to the gym I'm here for a reason even though I don't want to be but that's not the thing I'm living for there's eternity these are eternal life to be had you know and make it like uh, some of you guys are starting to get a little older you guys know i'm talking about like you want to feel good you want to take care of yourself but we're just falling apart like god's even made us like in a way to show us that hey there's more to life than this there's eternal life waiting oh let's go back to romans 8 just because it's awesome Romans 8. I hope you guys are kind of catching where we're going here. We're bouncing back and forth, but there's a purpose for it. Okay, I'm trying to build some foundation here that the Lord can really lead us by His Spirit into a fuller understanding of His Spirit. So we'll take a look at verse 4 of Romans chapter 8. It says that the righteous requirement of the law might be filled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For those who live according to the flesh, they set their minds on things of what? The flesh, okay? And it's ugly. (laughs) But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit, for to be carnally minded, okay, it is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. And that's what God wants for us. There are so many people that are just in turmoil going through it. You think about the amount of anxiety and depression we're struggling with. And I've struggled with that stuff personally. And it's the coolest thing, guys, because, again, the Holy Spirit's promised what? Never to leave us or or forsake us or leave us. He's dwelling with us. Even in some of my darkest days, wow, God's here. He hasn't left me. (laughs) He loves me. He's got me i have eternity okay i have peace i have life and you guys can have peace even when things are a little chaotic in life okay it's just like whoa god is with me and the holy spirit gives that it's nothing we can muster up if i just think on god enough and pray enough and i'm in his word enough sometimes that doesn't work you guys know that there's just sometimes you're trying. I need to read more. I need to read more. I need to study more. I need to be just still before God, and we can do this and that. I went on another retreat. I went on four God walks today, and the Holy Spirit just, Son, I got you. I'm here. I'm right here. Just be. It's okay. So the Spirit guides us, guys, spontaneously. He'll lead us daily. He'll correct us constantly. And he frees us practically. That's what I see here in Romans chapter 8 because the law is weak. You guys know that? The law can't do it. A lot of religious people in the world, there's more we need to do. The more we do, the better off we're going to be. I mean, we can be good, moral people. Go, great I am. Great. You're going to die and go to hell. Where'd your good works get you? It's not eternal life, and that's what people are looking for. And that's why Christians get so stoked when they get saved and want to tell everybody, hey, guess what? (laughs) I know Jesus. You can know him too. And that's what we're inviting people into. Now, um, Let's go to Acts chapter 1. Is there any questions you guys have thus far or comments? Cool. So you guys know the book of Acts is what takes place right after the resurrection of Jesus Christ. and We know that Jesus had to ascend to the Father, but we read where he promised the Holy Spirit that he would send him a helper. And what was going to happen when the Spirit of God came? Well, we're told here in Acts 1.8, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all of Judea and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. Can anybody testify to what the Holy Spirit is up to today in the world? Is He just working in Christian nations? What about those countries that you're not allowed to have a church? You're not allowed to own a Bible? Is God bigger than that? Is His Spirit at work? Are imams in the Middle East really coming to the Lord like crazy right now? Are mosques really being turned into Christian churches today? We don't hear a whole lot of that. But that's what's happening. Touch touched base with a brother earlier today. They're planting a church in Tanzania. That's pretty rad. There's a need there. Do you think people got saved today? yeah just here in america good old christian country hopefully people are getting saved all over it's pretty cool to think about but god said of his holy spirit that he would send it to us believers to what to be witnesses okay it's not for the little warm fuzzies we get from the holy spirit not that they're wrong I love sensing the presence of the Lord. You guys know what I'm talking about? It's just a sweet thing. God, you're with me. Even when I'm really sick. I had the flu a few weeks back. You know, He was with me. That was cool. The flu wasn't. (laughs) Being in his presence is a good thing. But when it comes to the Holy Spirit and the working of God, there's a lot of times where people just look at, hey, we want the power. It's all about the anointing of the Spirit. But do you guys know why people want the power in the anointing? It's for themselves. According to God, it's for what? That we would go testify. Again, the Holy Spirit will do what? Testify of me, Jesus said. If we're endowed with power from on high with the Holy Spirit, it's to be witnesses of him. Now, we're not going to have time to get through, and I want to purposely save this because we're almost out of time already. (laughs) But when it comes to understanding the work of the Holy Spirit, it's neat to take time to read through the book of Acts because it is the early church being led by the Spirit of God himself, the word of God going forth them going and testifying and wis- witnessing, even though they were being persecuted for their faith. And that's what it looks like. Because for many people, it's the Holy Spirit in my relationship with him, and it's all about me. It's not about that. Again, we want to be those vessels that he pours into and that there's a beautiful overflow, torrents of living water to others. And I don't know about you guys, but there's a scripture that talks about those that refresh others will be refreshed themselves. And I don't know about you, but being in the presence of the living God, we're promised times of refreshing, right? Acts 3:19, repent therefore, the times of refreshing may come from being in the presence of the Lord. There's nothing better than that. And even tonight as we just take an hour this Tuesday evening and just spend time together in His word, which is spirit and truth, it's refreshing. These truths are just like, you know what? This is what it's really about. It's about you, God, and your Holy Spirit. I'm hearing what you're laying down. It's about Jesus, and it's about testifying. Our life is short, guys. We got one life to live. In my prayer for you guys, we pray every evening as a family but as I pray for our church family and our family's prayer for our church family, it really comes around, hey Lord, whatever they're facing, in the hard stuff, and having to go to school or work tomorrow, or maybe on the weekend, just hanging home, running the errands, getting the stuff down around the house, hanging with neighbors, friends, whatever's going on, let us be a beautiful fragrance to you. Let us, or to this unbelieving world, let us be that that salt, that light that this world needs, that we would speak of you. And that's what the Lord's given to us. He's given us his spirit. He's empowered us. When the spirit of God comes upon you, we talked about the spirit being in us, but there's a baptism of the spirit, which we'll cover next week. The spirit comes upon us like we see here in Acts 1-8, where he empowers you to be witnesses, to share. I don't know about you guys, but it's one of those things... Are people going to be witnessed to if we don't ever share? Well, I love people. We can love them into hell. Do you guys know that? We actually have to share the gospel because that is the power of God unto salvation. Well, I'm kind of scared to do that. I don't have the courage to do that. Guess what the Spirit's going to do? He's going to give you boldness. Well, I don't know what to say. Hey, that's great. You know who's going to speak through you? The Holy Spirit. You know? When I took on the chaplaincy, over 10 years ago for Outagamie County, I was not ready for that. I wasn't equipped, but I had confidence. I had confidence in the Lord and the working of his Holy Spirit in my life. Because the one thing that I had testified in my life is just, you know what? <laughs> it's not about me. It's not about how well I can communicate the truths of the gospel. It's God's Spirit at work. He will give me insight and wisdom in whatever situation. And we just need to show up. Be present, be available. Just share. Speak. Love. Allow the Spirit to do. I'm kind of scared of what the Spirit might do, where he's leading me. Again, go into all the world, but I don't know the world. I had a conversation with my oldest son yesterday about maybe going over to Africa and doing some missions later this year. That's a scary thing for a 14 year old kid. Guess what? What if the Lord's asking us to do it? What might he do through you? Again, it's the spirit of God. And I want to encourage you guys, as we consider the working of God's spirit in our lives, it's a believing thing. It's a believing thing. This Sunday, we're going to get into chapter 14 of 1 Corinthians. It's going to talk a lot about the spirituals, the different gifts God gives to the church and that is something the holy spirit distributes according to his will but we have the holy spirit within us okay we are the fragrance of christ wherever we go so i want to encourage you guys shine bright for him allow him to lead you again we yield or we grieve tonight as we've gone through just a handful of scriptures i wanted to get through more but we've gone through quite a few already do we surrender <laughs> Do we receive? God, this is what you say. This is what you want. See, the carnal mind is not a good thing. I want to be spiritually minded. I don't want to grieve you. (laughs) Okay? I want to receive. I want to be yielded in such a way that you can really fill me up to overflowing. I want your jars to be full, guys. And it's not for us. What did that widow have to do? Give it away. That's what we get to do. We get to give it away. Any questions? Well, Father, thanks. Thank you so much for who you are and what you do. Lord, we're excited to get into Acts next week and see how you, Holy Spirit, worked through the apostles, God, those who were coming to you by faith, how you sent them really into all the world. and the world was turned upside down with the gospel God we would pray that you would do it again even here in our own backyard in the Fox Valley here throughout northeast Wisconsin God that you would set uh, your church on fire that we would just be who you have created us to be not ashamed of you walking with you being confident in the things that you are calling us to and asking of us and i would pray for each and every one of my brothers and sisters here that you would just grant them your peace god you are with us Help us just to rest in who you are trust you in all things and to really walk with you to be in step with your spirit we know that you are doing things right now in our lives and we're thankful for that god some of us may feel like that widow who's Got nothing. One jar left, and it's just leftovers. Within, Lord, all we can do is come to you empty. We got nothing, and ask you to fill us up. So would you do that, Holy Spirit? Fill us up afresh. Let us overflow into uh, just every aspects of our lives. God, be glorified. We ask in your name. Amen. Well, thanks for coming out, guys. I do want to really honor our time on Tuesday nights. We're going to try to keep it to one hour. Uh, So I hope to see you guys next Tuesday. Uh, We got, I don't know, on the sheet, do we get halfway? A third of the way? All right. We will be taking a look at Ephesians next week, and then we'll get back into this. In the third week, I'm hoping to talk about charisma and charismania because that's a lot of what we've seen in our lifetime, actually throughout church history. But we're going to address that biblically and what does that look like. We'll hit on that a little bit this Sunday. So hopefully to see you guys.